fighting coronavirus with tyranny. Why does it seem like the solution to every real and imagined problem, at least from the deep state's perspective, is always tyranny? Well, they are talking about rolling it out quick amid this coronavirus panic. You won't want to miss this one. One of the things that's most striking about the hysteria surrounding this coronavirus is how the mass murdering communist Chinese dictatorship, a brutal regime that harvests organs from political prisoners, that forces women to abort their children, that censors the internet, that claims virtually every kind of uh, power that it, you could possibly imagine, and then some that you can't, uh, they're being painted as the good guys amid this uh, hysteria. It really is crazy. You know, you see the media talking about how great China did and they flattened the curve with all their tyranny. Wasn't that wonderful? Well, we should not be surprised by this. In fact, the globalist Rockefeller Foundation, and if you've been watching this series, you know uh, the Rockefellers have been like this with the deep state. In fact, uh, they are integral parts of the deep state. Uh, they actually put out a report uh, 10 years ago in 2010 where they celebrated the hypothetical response of communist China to a hypothetical future pandemic. So you go to this report, it's a 2010 report by the Rockefeller Foundation, it's called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, developed by the Rockefeller Foundation and the Global Business Network. Uh, you go down to page 18, they have this uh, hypothetical scenario, they call it lockstep, and I want to read you some quotes from this thing. Because this is truly incredible. So they say that, uh, hey, in 2012, remember this was written in 2010. In 2012, a pandemic that the world had been anticipating finally hit. And, uh, you know, it caused all these problems, uh, infected nearly 20% of the global population, killed some millions of people, majority of them young adults. Uh, they said also it, it brought commerce to a screeching halt, debilitated industries like tourism, broke global supply chains. But check this out. Uh, they say that uh, even in developed countries, containment was a challenge. The United States' initial policy of strongly discouraging citizens from flying proved deadly in its leniency, accelerating the spread of the virus, not just within the U.S., but across borders. Now, here's where the kicker comes in. They say, however, a few countries did fare better. China in particular. Can you just see uh, David Rockefeller? Uh, you know, in hell to saying these things, right? Uh, the Chinese, he says, the Chinese government's quick imposition and enforcement of mandatory quarantine for all citizens, as well as instant and near hermetic sealing off of the borders, saved millions of lives, stopping the spread of the virus far earlier than in other countries and enabling a swifter post-pandemic recovery. Isn't it amazing how tyranny works so wonderfully in China? Uh, they say China's government wasn't the only one that took extreme measures. Uh, national leaders all over the world uh, flexed their authority, imposed airtight rules and restrictions, mandatory wearing of face masks, body temperature tests, authoritarian control and oversight of citizens was maintained even after the pandemic faded. Uh, says leaders around the world took a firmer grip on power. Now, if you know the Rockefellers, you know that they've had this view, at least many of them, the, the leading ones, have had this view for a very long time. Uh, David Rockefeller uh, very famously wrote in the New York Times in 1973 after a trip to China that uh, the social experiment in, in uh, China under Chairman Mao was one of the most important and successful in human history. You can still find that on the New York Times website today. Yeah, 80 million people were slaughtered and died of starvation as part of this social experiment. But hey, it was awesome, right? They had unity of purpose and ideology, says uh, Mr. Rockefeller. This is the same guy, by the way, who wrote in his autobiography 
that he's part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of his own country with uh, the goal of, and he actually said he's conspiring with the goal of creating a one world political and economic order. So uh, recognize these people are very influential. They are very globalist. And if you keep reading on in this Rockefeller report uh, on this uh, lockstep exercise, uh, they talk about uh, some of the things that this uh, government control started uh, moving in towards. So they say we have a top-down direction and oversight. National leaders had more latitude to impose order in the ways they saw fit. Uh, this included biometric IDs for all citizens. Keep that in mind. We'll come back to it. Uh, tighter regulation of key industries whose stability was deemed vital to national interest. They also said uh, enforced cooperation with a new suite of new regulations and agreements that were slowly and steadily restoring order and, importantly, economic growth. Okay, you get this? They were planning all the way back in 2010 to fight, to fight a pandemic with tyranny. And actually, we kind of saw this a little bit during Ebola, too, right? Obama put the guy in charge of the Ebola response. This was a guy who believed there were too many Africans on the planet. Um, not the best person to put in charge of a uh, disease that's ravaging Africa, in my humble opinion, but uh, very typical of globalists. And uh, many people in the Obama administration had these same views, right? Like John Holdren, the uh, the co-author of Ecoscience, where they proposed a planetary regime that would have uh, massive police powers to control all resources. They talked about putting sterilizing agents in the water supply. They said forced abortions could be sustained under our existing U.S. Constitution. Now, of course, all of this is ludicrous, right? This is all crazy. You don't fight uh, diseases with tyranny. In fact, tyranny is probably the worst possible thing you could do to fight a disease. But uh, unsurprisingly, globalists, uh, you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you're a deep state totalitarian globalist, everything looks like a problem to be solved with tyranny. Now, uh, obviously, these are not the only ones who've been planning for this, right? The Rockefeller Foundation, which very, very frequently works with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, another globalist foundation that's very pro-globalism, pro-United Nations, pro-vaccines uh, for everybody. Uh, they have been in on this as well. Um, actually, last year, uh, they, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded this uh, weird exercise at John Hopkins University where they talked about a pandemic. And uh, amazing, the kind of tyrannical proposals that came out there. I want you guys to watch this clip real quick where they're talking about actually censoring the media and censoring social media to prevent misinformation from going on. This is just a sample of the kind of tyranny that these people are promoting. So check this out. How much control of information should there be? And by whom? And how can false information be effectively challenged? And what if that false information is coming from companies or from governments? I think it's very important that we make sure that there is concise communication with all healthcare facilities where these patients are being treated so that there isn't mass panic. We're at a moment where the social media platforms have to step forward and recognize the moment to assert that they're a technology platform and not a broadcaster is, is over. Um, they, in fact, have to be a participant in broadcasting accurate information and partnering with the scientific and health communities to counterweight, if not flood the zone, of accurate information. Because to, try to put the genie back in the bottle of the misinformation and disinformation is nigh impossible. One thing we haven't spoken about, and I'm wondering whether it's time to talk about this, is uh, a step up from the part of the governments on enforcement actions against fake news. 
There actually was uh, a uh, MIT press release that came out right around the time that coronavirus was discovered. Now, this was work funded by, surprise, your, your boy Bill Gates again, right, and a whole bunch of other globalist billionaires. And uh, they talked about this uh, new system to keep track of everybody's vaccination status that would involve putting like a kind of a tattoo under your skin with these nano um, molecules that would uh, be able to be read by a smartphone. And don't believe me, uh, you can check out the press release yourself. Uh, seems like they've taken it down from the web, but we've got it uh, archived. Unbelievable, the stuff that they're talking about. Uh, they also have this idea called the ID2020. This is one found, uh, funded by, again, the Rockefellers and, again, Bill and Melinda Gates. They want a digital ID for everybody on Earth. And they want this digital ID to keep track of all sorts of sensitive and private information like your vaccination and health history. Uh, naturally, they're using this uh, scheme to promote globalism. Uh, you just had um, the former prime minister of the United Kingdom, Brown. Uh, he just came out and said that we should have a temporary world government to uh, help us solve the coronavirus issue. Uh, now, this is a guy who has repeatedly called for a new world order. Check this out. All these new challenges are bringing together about the biggest restructuring we have ever seen, not just of the global economy, but of the global order as a whole. And 200 years ago, a famous British Foreign Secretary said that the new world had been called into existence to redress the balance of the old. In 1990, another old world ended, dominated by the Cold War, and people talked then, in 1990, of a new world order. What they actually meant then was a new political order. And what was not foreseen then, but is obvious now from everything that we see and do, what we experience in every day of our life, is the sheer scale and speed and scope of globalization. And it's only now that we can begin to understand that the world order that globalization brings and what it's going to look like, it's driven forward now not just by the balance of military strength, the Cold War times, or ordinary political power. It's being driven forward by a seismic shift in economic power that we see around us. But what does the new world order mean for countries like ours who are looking to succeed? I suggest that the countries that are going to succeed are those that combine flexibility, free trade, open markets, with proper stewardship of the environment, and investment in education, infrastructure, and innovation. And the question for us is how we meet and master all these challenges to ensure that Britain enhances its competitiveness in the process and realize, realizes what I believe is our destiny of success in this new world order. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order with significantly different and radically new challenges for the future. New world order, right? They all agree we need a new world order, right? Uh, and so now they're trying to turn the World Health Organization into a kind of global ministry of health, right? And of course, the global health ministry uh, has been under the control of communists and communist sympathizers for a long time before the, uh, the current chief, an Ethiopian communist, who uh, actually secured his election with help from the communist Chinese, um, it was run by an actual agent of communist China, Margaret Chan. Uh, so these people uh, definitely want to use this crisis to promote globalism and promote tyranny. And uh, funny how communist Chinese agents and their allies in the United States, like the Rockefellers, 
seem to be all over this. And don't forget, right, George Soros is the guy who told us that China should own the new world order like the U.S. owned the old one. He said China has a better functioning government than the United States. Are you starting to get the picture? Are you starting to understand where they're going with this? Right. Global tyranny along the lines of what communist China does to its victims uh, is what they are planning, is what they are advancing, and they're very serious about it. Uh, they're also pushing now uh, the advancement of this global currency, the International Monetary Fund, uh, currently led by a Bulgarian, uh, Miss Georgieva. Uh, she is now promoting the uh, IMF, printing up these special drawing rights. She talks about boosting global liquidity by creating a bunch of you know fake global currency called special drawing rights. Uh, and really, they're grooming the International Monetary Fund to become the global Federal Reserve with the power to issue global liquidity, which just means print money, kind of like the Federal Reserve issues dollar liquidity. They want the IMF to issue global liquidity. And they're threatening that they're going to spend, you know, 50 billion uh, equivalent U.S. dollars on this. They say they have a trillion dollars worth of lending capacity. And uh, we're seeing similar things uh, at the national level with the Federal Reserve, right? They've said they're going to print unlimited money. They're expecting to print uh, $4 trillion in cash, right? Not necessarily print, but create out of nothing, charge us interest on it, and then loan it to companies, use it to buy municipal bonds. I mean, they're basically going to end up owning the entire economy. Combine that with the $2 trillion stimulus package that Congress just passed. And uh, we're talking now almost $75,000 per household in the United States, per family of four people, okay? These are gargantuan numbers. What would you do with $75,000 other than send money to uh, cronies with lobbyists on Capitol Hill and the friends of the mega bankers who run the Federal Reserve? We need to understand here that we are being played, right? We are being fleeced. We are being looted. We are having our liberties stolen from us. And this may not be the big one, right? Uh, things may be getting back to normal soon. It seems like the globalists are already starting to admit that, oh, well, actually, yeah, the coronavirus wasn't that bad. Sorry, we shut down your economy and stole all your money and cost you your job. Yeah, that was our bad. Uh, but they are moving us further along every time they do something like this on the goal toward global totalitarianism. This is the deep state's agenda. We must oppose it. We must expose it. And uh, if you don't do it, dear viewer and listener, uh, nobody else is going to come to the rescue, right? It's all on you. You are the one who's got to get involved. So make sure you like this video, share, subscribe, right? Send it on by email to your friends, to your family, to your pastor, to your congressman, to whoever needs to see it. Uh, check out all this stuff. Uh, we, we've got a special report coming out in the New American very, very soon on coronavirus. You'll want to get copies of that. It'll be a print magazine that you can distribute to people. And uh, we need to get the word out. We need to expose this. Freedom is the cure, right? Uh, turning back to God, that is going to be the cure, not sacrificing our liberties and moving toward a totalitarian global regime. That's the worst possible idea uh, for any circumstance, much less for fighting a virus. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Thank you again, and God bless.